Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Lando with two of my Padawans. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, this is great. This is real life. This is the, the power of podcasting and motherhood rolled into one, Jen. So don't you worry. I'm oh thrilled personally to, to be able to hear children uh, playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah. goodness! Yes, yeah. we're recording during the holidays. It's uh, it's expected. Family around, kids around. No school in session, so this is it. This is four center school. Yeah, 
<laughs> the Jedi, the Jedi Training Academy is here. Let me tell you, I don't know how. I don't know how they did it. You have a bunch of force sensitive children. That that would be really challenging. How do you rein mm-hmm. in a force sensitive child? Yeah, wow. That that is a different kind of <laughs> uh, tutelage. At, at some point, can you ask one of your children uh, to close the the shades, like Liam in Attack of the Clones? <laughs> right. You're actually pitching some great content of like the Jedi nursery when all the real young younglings are there. Like we can watch a three-year-old run, run around. Who's the Jedi that gets that duty? Yeah, you that. need to get this infant the correct milk before they shatter the nursery accidentally. Oh my gosh. Uh, Disney, uh, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, that is a show. That is an animated show for Disney Junior right there. Sold. <laughs> Dangerous Jedi babies. <laughs> love that. Love that. The gang is here, and we're here to talk about breaking news from a long time ago. We got some news. We are avoiding some of the scoopier, rumorish news out there. It's not something that's for us. And if it's for you, hey, go for it. But uh, we're not going to cover it here on Force Center. So we got uh, instead, instead of uh, scoopyish, we've got gossip, uh, gossip like and gossip ish rumors and news to discuss here. It's quite a news week here on Star Wars. Also, we're going to be sharing our holiday wishes for Star Wars and looking back into Star Wars past in a special um, upcoming uh, event to my, this, this week. A couple of days in history we're going to discuss. You all know the drill here. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, as always, we'll have a Force Center Recommends. And yes, it's a new title. Hopefully, uh, you all enjoyed our Padawan discussion. And we want to highlight, Joseph, we should definitely highlight the people who tweeted, finally, yes. And uh, the episode was worth the wait. So we appreciate that support. (laughs) Uh, Special shout out to all of the old Obi-Wan gifts for how long uh, it took us uh, to talk about this book that happened when he was a teen. And uh, the great uh, Titanic meme, it's been 84 years. I appreciated all those responses. That's great. Hey, uh, before we uh, get into the news and our life adventures, we have a current ask. And we want to thank all of you for uh, helping make our dreams come true. We've been asking for 7,000 subscribers on YouTube. And Joseph, we had a great live Q&A on Friday and the numbers are yeah, we had a, a really, really wonderful uh, Q&A. They're always great. This was a, like a special holiday uh, hangout. It was uh, just uh, great for, for me and my attitude is uh, headed into the weekend. So thank you, everyone, for that Q&A. Uh, we announced uh, that we are going to do some more YouTube content, some more YouTube shows. We've got a YouTube exclusive show that will be premiering in February called Figure Fights. This is going to be a short Fun show uh, where we decide who would win in a fight. Not the characters, but the very specific action figures. Could two Black Series Porgs take out Emperor Palpatine from Power of the Force 2? We'll find <laughs> out on this show in uh, fig- called Figure Fights that will be premiering in February. So we announced that. And as part of our whole YouTube adventure, uh, we are making this ask in this new segment, ask, uh, to help grow that by getting to 7,000 subscribers. We have been climbing up that uh, that summit to 7,000. We're at about uh, 6,700. So we're going to ask to keep climbing with us. That's our ass, 7,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yes, and the numbers are growing. We really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, Friday night was a lot of fun, Joseph and I. Always have fun on live Q&As, but it was a great time. And uh, 
Uh, yes, as always, uh, we get asked. Yes, Jen's uh, Jen's going to appear on the show one day. We are just trying to work it out. As you can hear <laughs> today, scheduling can be an issue. Uh, but uh, hey, you know what? I, I say, Jen, just throw some stuffed porgs on the, on the screen with you and bring the kids. I think we'll just do that. Let's just oh do that. my gosh. Oh my goodness. That would be true. Uh, chaos. It <laughs> could be good. It could be <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> Could be, could be. Uh, we're going to catch up with Star Wars and Life or Life Adventures. Usually they roll into one. Jen, we'll start with you. Another, uh, you know, busy Star Warsy weekend. You had a, a great article out there. What else is going on? Yeah, that was actually the bit. The biggest thing this this week was getting that article out. I got a chance to interview uh, legendary makeup artist Pat McGrath. She's been incredible, absolutely incredible. If you look at her past makeup history, which I know it sounds like, well, makeup. No, she's like you know decking out people in silver holographic glitter makeup. She's putting <laughs> feather lashes on the models' eyelashes. She's so innovative. She has a new Star Wars collection that's out. And it was fascinating to hear about how much Star Wars has influenced her and what a big fan she is. You know, because a lot of these brands, they come out with Star Wars collections, but but she is a genuine fan since the 70s. She actually read the novelization before she saw A New Hope because it came <laughs> out much later um, in the UK. And, you know, since then, isn't that incredible? Like, she was just like hardcore. And uh, in the creative process before creating this collection, she actually rewatched all the films taking notes, getting inspired by the characters, the landscapes. Really, really cool to uh, hear her process. That's amazing. That's fun. Yeah. I yeah. missed that article. I can't wait to go uh, go read it when we're done recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really, she's she's something else. She's great. I love her. And she's, just hearing about her fandom, it's just, it's always inspiring when you hear such incredible creatives talk about how Star Wars influenced them as well and what they what they've kind of gravitated or what they gleaned from star wars it's it's always exciting to hear love that that's great great star wars weekend there on anything else anything else on any stuffed uh build a bear uh gungans or anything no (laughs) no but we went we went to the nutcracker ballet which Mm. you know in retrospect as you guys might have heard at the beginning of this episode it was a it was probably not the best decision to take two (laughs) seven eight-year-olds and a three-year-old uh it was just (laughs) the tension was building uh yeah the tension was building so that was that was a lesson for me yeah, yeah. It's not your fault. It's the Nutcracker's fault. The Nutcracker does not have good narrative forward movement, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I took my eldest to the the children's version, which was great. You heard a mm. lot of just you know crazy kids chatting throughout that one, and it was forty five minutes. This one was two hours. The people behind us were shushing us, and I just wanted to crawl oh, into oh, a no. hole. And oh. Just be, oh my gosh! I was like, shh, shh. so. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. my inner I mean, I guess I, I, I get it, but come on, you can't shush, you can't shush the kids. Yeah, at the Nutcracker in the holiday season, like I get it, but uh, there's gonna be kids there. Yeah, there's gonna be kids. So, anyways, well, that was yeah. my life adventure. Hey, Star Wars is about lessons, and there's a bunch of lessons to learn there. I guess, I guess. I don't failure, know. The, <laughs> failure, the greatest teacher. It is. <laughs> the well, nutcracker and failure are the greatest teachers. Those two yes, things. Exactly. <laughs> Together at last. Uh, my, my, week, my weekend was pretty uh, cut and dry. So I'll just say I had a lot of fun going down memory lane. 
Uh, we have a bunch of anniversaries because it's December, right? Seven years of Force Awakens. We we celebrated that last week. We also celebrated it with our uh, databank dive at the Hapabores on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. If y'all haven't checked that out, check it out. Uh, six years of Rogue One, five years of Last Jedi. Last Jedi. We're not done talking about that. Joseph and I have a special Star Wars rank coming this week about uh, Last Jedi memories. So uh, part of my, I, I went through, I don't know, with all the social media upheaval, I was going through my Instagram page and I have, I don't know, like a thousand posters. I went to the beginning. Like 2012 was my first, and I just started looking at every picture. Deleted a couple. <laughs> I was like, I don't need that person on my page anymore. Uh, that, and then I, I got to the a uh, lot of the Last Jedi stuff, and uh, it just kind of seems like yesterday. And that was kind of a fun memory. Uh, we struggle with time often, uh, moving so fast, but uh, just uh, having fun going to dare I say a simpler time. I, I really do think a lot of the Star Wars discourse changed dramatically after the Last Jedi, uh, as we all know. Uh, but it was fun just to, you know, kind of see the see my face before all that in photos. Remind me that it was all uh, it, it all, all was fun and can be fun again, and something we do here. So that was kind of fun here. But uh, Joseph, I think uh, you had a you had a busy weekend. I know. I did, I did, but that, that's funny. The anniversary of Last Jedi that day, the the uh, fifth anniversary, you know, day release day uh, was this week, and yeah, I I got distracted from work I needed to be finishing by looking through the old photos of that weekend, and it is funny. It was it was our faces before before the discourse. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, much discourse has been has been great, but yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I had a I had a really uh busy uh week and busy weekend. I've mentioned a couple times that I've been building towards uh doing this sort of larger scale uh short film. Uh yesterday I had uh 4 hours of sleep and then I went into a 12 hour shoot and mm. it was great. It was so much fun. Uh, the cast and crew were absolutely fabulous. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, thanks to Ken for introducing me to uh, Christian Ruvalcaba, mm-hmm. uh, who who really helped me uh, pull it all together and helped me hire a bunch of absolutely great professionals. Um, and now that it's all shot uh, and is going to head toward editing, I feel comfortable uh, talking about it. Uh, it is a, a short film called The Narrator, and it is about a storyteller who loses control of their story. So it's just one actor, and uh, the actor who, who graciously agreed to play the narrator is uh, the wonderful, amazing Phil Lamar. Um, yes. met, oh, met Phil wow. at a Dragon Con convention in Atlanta several years ago, uh, and, uh, and yes, he was very gracious and did an amazing job, and can't wait to uh, cut it all together. Uh, so that was just uh, that was that was fun. That was a thrill. That was amazing. Um, and the way it kind of ties together with my my Star Wars adventures is the buildup to doing this has been fun, but really stressful and all consuming and, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with lots of this, the Star Wars lessons of, you know, the fear of what if this doesn't work out? What if this person <laughs> yeah. does this or what if, you know, all that. Um, so it's really trying to be aware of Star Wars lessons of fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that got me through is uh, that Rebels rewatch. And I just really mm-hmm. been enjoying it. It's really been this um, wonderful, hey, no matter how stressed I am, I'm going to stop for lunch. And I'm gonna watch one or maybe two episodes of uh, of Rebels, and really enjoying the show, really enjoying the great Star Wars themes, and really enjoying that time when Star Wars can just really be like a balm, you know, that it just kind of happens to find you uh, at the right time. The morning of the shoot, I got up at 4 a.m. and, and I watched uh, Kanan pass into the Force, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, now I'm gonna go short of, uh, shoot a short film," and it was uh, it was uh, strangely appropriate and right and great. And then on top of it, it's, it's, it was funny because 
I'd be working really hard. I'm pulling this sh- uh, short together. And then uh, Bail Organa would show up briefly in Rebels. I'm like, hey, it's Phil again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Does am- it's easy to forget because he does such amazing work uh, as Bail. Many other characters throughout uh, Star Wars and animation, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, but uh, the Bail performance is always, always great. So uh, that is my uh, life in Star Wars adventures. That's a lot there. Now, great. And uh, I, I'll let you all know, I do have some set leak photos from Joseph Short. I'll be posting. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about them. Uh, no, actually, I know you posted uh, some teaser photos and they all look great. Uh, so looking forward to that. And of course, we'll share it here on Force Center as we uh, be bold in 2023 and let you all know what we do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's look at some Star Wars news. Uh, one story that's to discuss today and look i think it's uh it's definitely worth discussing we don't want to back off of it but it, there's a little bit of that side of it that maybe we try to dip our toe in carefully so we'll just say that up top it's patty jenkins versus the internet today a rogue squadron update story so a lot of you out there know you know you're fans of pop culture star wars among the things a uh, lot a lot going on with dc with james gunn and uh, his team coming in to take over dc and Movies being canceled, actors not having jobs, losing jobs that they didn't 100% have. It's all weird. I don't know. Uh, look, I'm a Henry Cavill fan. I like watching him load his guns there when he goes into a fist fight. So, uh, you know, it's all uh, it's all out there to take in. But among that was the story that Wonder Woman 3 uh, was no longer happening in some uh, rumored reasons. And look, sometimes those sources of rumors are absolute uh, imaginations making things up. Other times it's scuttlebutt around the town and it's actual movie news reporters reporting things. And sometimes it's just uh, scoopers or internet grifters. It's it's a weird world out there, but this <laughs> is the world we are in. And I think James Gunn, along with someone like James Mangold, is really good at just kind of taking a shot at tequila and getting on the internet and going, let me fight you. Let me tell you the truth. And uh, that's <laughs> fun to watch, but I think Patty Jenkins felt the need to go in and respond to a tidal wave of rumors and gossip surrounding the changes to DC via a social media post, an old notes app style post here. I'm going to read exactly um, the big thing here. I want to make sure. Uh, yes, sir. So I got, there's a, there's a bigger statement that begins with her saying, sigh, I don't have all that here. I'm going to read just uh, the part that pertains to Star Wars because that's what we're, we're here to discuss uh, because uh, her, her note obviously addresses situation in DC and Wonder Woman 3 uh, above all. But Jenkins addressed the status of Rogue One, or excuse me, Rogue Squadron. I keep saying that. Rogue Squadron was saying, here are the facts. One, originally left Rogue Squadron after a long and productive development process when it became clear it couldn't happen soon enough and I did not want to delay Wonder Woman 3 any further. When I did, Lucasfilm asked me to consider coming back to Rogue Squadron after uh, Wonder Woman 3, uh, which I was honored to do so. So I agreed. They made a new deal with me. In fact, I'm still on it, and that project has been an active development ever since. I don't know if uh, it'll happen or not. We never do until the development process is complete, but I look forward to its potential ahead. And obviously, the statement goes on to address a lot with the Wonder Woman 3 and DC situation. But we want to focus on that and anything that comes up here. So without kicking up too much dust... Uh, what do we make of Jenkins' statements on Rogue Squadron? Uh, Jen, I'll pass the hot potato to you. <laughs> you know, I was shocked when I saw her statement that she even had to make a statement. But we are in this day and age where <clears throat> we feel very close to these properties, to the creators themselves, where everyone is dissecting every move that they make, whether it's real or imaginary, that are reported by these blogs, you know. Um, so, yeah, that that was 
kind of different. Uh, I appreciate her honesty. She certainly doesn't owe it to us. Uh, but it's, it's nice to know that Rogue Squadron is still potentially being developed and that she still is involved because I really liked her personal connection to the story. I thought that she gave a great pitch with that uh, teaser that they shared with us. I don't even remember how many years ago. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those things where I won't get my hopes up because Mm -hmm. with anything with development, you know, things get scrapped things you know get really far but then they don't get made what's happening with with uh, the wb and, and hbo and all that stuff like that's it's unusual like normally mm-hmm. things don't get made before they get pulled or before they don't get released right <laughs> you don't get that far so if we never hear about rogue squadron again and patty jenkins i i won't be surprised let's put it that way I think that's very honest as well, Jen. Yeah, we want to want to be clear here. Like when I say we're not kicking up too much dust, like I, I, we're going to take her at her word. I mean, she posted mm-hmm. it, her name's on it, her yeah. words are on it. Uh, she is putting her reputation on the line by by saying this. There's so there's to me no lies detected at all in this. Uh, there's still stuff to read into. One of the reasons uh, I wanted to discuss this, and Joseph, I'll, I'll kick it to you here. Is this, this kind of created a lot of understandable excitement about, Oh, rogue squadrons back on. And you know what? I, I, I hope to maybe one day see it, I, I think, but I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think, I, I don't think we will Joseph. And there's a lot to look into us, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can take it as a confirmation that it is not 100% dead, <laughs> but right. that is different than it is for sure going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think this whole thing is fascinating, definitely from the Star Wars, the Rogue Squadron perspective, but also uh, like you're both talking about just the how creators communicate now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I To me, it feels like we've definitely moved into this world where the creators are online, they are accessible, they can choose to share. So we don't necessarily need to rely just on entertainment reporters. Like, Mm-hmm. To me, it's almost like the internet means like there are 12 people in a room. And if you're, if you were in a room of 12 people and one person was like the reporter and they said, you know what Ken thinks, you know what he did. And you're like, I'm right here. I could say for myself <laughs> I guess. Yeah. whether that's true or not. It almost feels mm-hmm. like that to me of like, okay, well the, the, the old ways are changing. And I feel like James Gunn is on an active mission to be like, mm-hmm. okay, he's not going to spoil NDAs. He's not going to speak for other people, but it feels like this acknowledgement of like, we need a new paradigm of how creators communicate since things are going to be said for us mm. and about us. Why don't I just say them, you know? Mm. Uh, so yeah. I think we're in this interesting new world and I'm very curious to see uh, how it pans out because <laughs> uh, yeah. it kicks up dust like this of like, mm. this is sort of like Patty Jenkins saying, okay, well, if, if you know, the, all the news reports are going to say things and if James Gunn is going to say things, I guess we're in the era of just saying things. So here I go. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So that, I mean, I think that's my uh, thought about the big picture thing. Mm-hmm. My other mm-hmm. thought about the big picture thing is I deeply wish, and I know people have made this joke on social media that everyone would stop shortening wonder woman three to WW three. Just, I just said it right. You know, I almost said it. <laughs> yeah. I, I preparing this morning. I, it was reading this in my head and I read it as, and I did not want to de- delay world war three any further. Uh, like, yes, we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm laughing, but it's also very serious because that <laughs> seems so close, too. So yeah. It really does. Nobody wants to see that trending. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I think, uh, Ken, I really agree with you that there's no reason to to doubt what uh, mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins is saying. It 
to me, it, it tracks with the timeline of the two films' development uh, with quotes from Kathleen Kennedy. But I think this is also just one of those great, you know, moments to, to move toward the Obi-Wan wisdom of, you know, everything's from a certain point of view. And, and that, to me, a certain point of view doesn't mean slippery lies and half-truths. It means that we, we all see uh, the same events in slightly different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. this, this could entirely be, this is Patty Jenkins experience in perspective. And it could be that from Lucasfilm's perspective, it is also true that the, the script isn't quite there yet, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. that, you know, it, it, th- those two things aren't, aren't mutually exclusive. You know, I think if you, mm-hmm. you have a, a couple of friends who broke up, you know, they have different interpretations of the same events. You know, there's not always a canon reason that Pat and Stacey broke up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. Or friendships end and yeah. Yep. You know, look at someone's Instagram stories and go, well, that's not the truth, but I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do an outtap here. Um, but it might be true from their point of view. And you're like, I didn't interpret that moment that way. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Look, and, and I don't want to, you know, it's, it's hard not to read into these things. I guess it's human nature. This is why these stories get the clicks. This is why we are where we are. I, I understand the psychology behind it because even James Gunn responded to her with a, Hey, my experience, uh, what's the other guy working with him, Peter, uh, you know, our experiences was, was professional and pleasant the entire time. And I bet that's true. I bet that's true from both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that the the Wonder Woman three script issue wasn't true. It doesn't mean that, like I said, the Rogue Squadron script rumors weren't true. Uh, but it's hard to pull us apart. At the end of the day, though, as Star Wars fans, we are maybe left alone with our excitement, and our hopes, and our expectations, <laughs> and that this provided some hope. Uh, I was talk- talking in our Discord. I- I- I've been pretty kind of blunt about you know my old driving to Vegas and put down money analogy. I use a lot. I'm putting money on. We're not seeing Patty Junkins' Rogue Squadron, uh, but we have a lot of fans in our Discord who are like, you know what, I'm going to choose hope. (laughs) And I really love that because it reminds me what you talked about, Jed. That Investor Day short video with her personal attachment to it and the X-Wing and the the roller skating or blading or whatever was going on, it got me. I had tears in my eyes that day. And um, Mm -hmm. I want to hold on to that if that's still possible. So if this all could still come together and this all is just you know, dust in the wind as we're kicking up dust and, and we get Rogue Squadron from Patty Jenkins, uh, then I'll be happy and all this to me will just be folly. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think that that, you know, announcement video was great and, and really powerful. Um, and, and whenever we talk about this Patty Jenkins thing, it, it always uh, there's been so many um, reports and stories about, you know, uh, her, you know, not wanting any notes and uh, mm-hmm. clinging to her vision and all that. And I, I think that it's always important to me to say the opinion that there are different kinds of creative partnerships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's great when it's a real, real team effort. And I also think it's fine if a creator's like, you know, I'm really attached to my vision. I, I think that's really the heart of it. And this isn't going to work for me. You know, to me, it just yeah. isn't an either or if this whole saga ends with, with Patty Jenkins going, yeah, at the end of the day, they didn't want to do my Rogue Squadron film, so I'm done. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that's like, fine. You made a choice as an artist. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I th- I even find myself choosing sides, and I, I try not to do that, right? Where I'm just like, you know, well, 
Lucasfilm's note, notes must have been right. I don't know the notes. <laughs> I'm never going to know the notes. <laughs> Maybe they were like, and then we'll add a 50 foot uh, Muppet. Like, I don't know. Like, and she was like, no, that's not what this about. Yeah, you're right. It's, it could be something we'll never fully understand. And, and we're Sounds just like a good note it. to me, though. The 50 foot Muppet. <laughs> 50 foot Muppet. Um, would we be open to a film called Rogue Squadron by another director? It kind of based even what you're saying, Joseph, of like, hey, Patty Jenkins, Rogue Squadron, it didn't work out. But hey, the idea is is exciting that the title is exciting enough for fans uh, or would it be uh, would it be best just to move on Jen? this this word if if it's not patty's vision maybe this title these words we uh, leave behind you know it's it's interesting now that you guys are talking about this is having somebody like patty jenkins's rogue mm-hmm. squadron right it's 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 interesting because for so long george lucas obviously was just it, trying to separate trying to make it so that it was like a new director putting their stamp on star wars it, it just didn't seem possible now we're in an era where we have so many different types of star wars stories that that is possible and we do look forward to what that director would bring to the star wars stories so that is something interesting i think of like ryan johnson's star wars quite frankly, Tony Gilroy's take mm-hmm. on Star Wars, right? It's so specific. So if Patty Jenkins, I could see, hmm, I was going to say I could maybe see her being a producer on the film, but I don't know. She seems so invested. I feel like you're right. She would just kind of be like, you know what? This is my vision. Take it or leave it. Okay, you don't want to take it? Then I'm going to leave. Uh, but if she gave her blessing and was like, you know, guys, we tried to work it out. It didn't work. And somebody came in. I think the next person who would come in would have to share their vision and their pitch. Otherwise, we would still be wondering, gosh, what was Patty Jenkins going to bring? What yeah. ideas did she have, right, that will never go away? So yeah. somebody now needs to come in and really take take the reins and share what they would do with the property. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, there will always be talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always be talk, right? That's a lesson we all learned in high school, right? Uh, yeah, yeah that, what you're talking about, too, it's like, could she get a credit? Is it like yeah, Lord and Miller stuff in name somewhere on Solo, tomorrow <laughs> right. on episode nine, that le- the old legality credit, I call it. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, well, you said mm-hmm. you said enough words on a, on a page, you typed enough words that are in this movie. So, uh, or maybe yeah, to what you're talking about here, Jen. So, Joseph, I'll ask you the same question. A film called Rogue Squadron by director name to be inserted later, or... Uh, do you want to move on? <laughs> uh, I, I'm very open for myself. Like this version, I, I think with that trailer that Patty Jenkins uh, put out, you know, when her, in her family history uh, mm-hmm. with, you know, having, having fighter, uh, having pilots, uh, not fighters, but uh, having pilots be a part of her life. It seemed like there was some truth, some core truth that uh, about what it is to be a pilot that she wanted to get in there. And we may or may not see that. Um, but Rogue Squadron, that title, that idea, has such a long history in Star Wars. I can see the idea of a film that's like this has next. It has the name, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or it has the idea that hey, a a new group of pilots forms post Rise of Skywalker, and to honor the past, they take on the name Rogue Squadron, and that's <laughs> yeah. for similarities yeah. between what uh, Patty Jenkins was developing and then, you know, the new idea that goes forward. That would be fine to me because that name means a lot to people. It's got a great history, mm-hmm. amazing video games, all those things. But I think at the end of the day, for me, I'm less hung up on this specific idea or even the title of Rogue Squadron. What it's most important to me is I would love to see a big in-the-cinema movie 
about starfighter pilots, a movie mm-hmm. about the blazing space battles, the the stakes, uh, the beans who fly those, the the losses, why they do it. Uh, all of that is, is what's most important to me because it is such a key ingredient, particularly of the original trilogy that made people fall in love yeah. uh, with the films. And, and it's so cinematic, um, obviously, with like the huge success of uh, uh of uh, the the Tom Cruise too, what <laughs> Top Gun too? Um, <laughs> no, it's Tom Gun. It's Tom Tom Gun. Tom Gun. Tom Gun, never Tom Gun too. Fly <laughs> <laughs> Tom too. Um, <laughs> that for me, getting that core ingredient, the way Tony Gilroy grabbed mm-hmm. the the socio political and the espionage and the the day to day terror and said, let's dive deep into that i want somebody to grab that part of star wars and dive deep and i kind of i that's most important to me over who does it or what it's called Uh, yeah now look at you because my my own answer to my own question here is sage the place move on light a candle (laughs) let's clear out the spirits Uh, if if it doesn't work with jenkins uh, and i you know would be interested to see that version let's just move on but that said, Rogue Squadron has a place in Star Wars. That's, yeah, that mm-hmm. name, we know it. We know it. And so I think uh, Tom Gunn in space, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and it could be a case of, uh, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting Tom Cruise in Star Wars, though I've been spending the morning watching all of his stunt videos on Twitter and wondering, is he going to die by high cholesterol? Because how does he keep just, it's something mundane is going to take him out because he's, 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 Insane! It's insane what he's pulling. <laughs> that would, uh, that would but, be really funny. <laughs> but uh, him, uh, you know, a Brad Pitt or some of the some big kind of name in Star Wars, uh, being an uh, old crusty pilot leading a bunch of young pilots. I, you know, I'm in. I'm in. And you're so right, Joseph. I think that is. Uh, I don't want to say an overlooked ingredient of of Star Wars. There's many ingredients of Star Wars people want in their Star Wars stew. But that the going back to New Hope and 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 Lucas cu- cutting together old World War II footage and saying like this, but in space, let's put this together and the, and the ILM team putting the, the the fighter pilot thing that was that was a real thing that that absolutely pulled a lot of people in. It had that space flight feel. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and yeah. Get, just getting back to that and focusing on that would be so cool. Yeah, and that's our final question. I think that emerges from this. Uh, this is an ongoing question here. This is uh, the answers can change. Uh, but this latest round of uh, you know, again, she says you know she left the project, and I can't even remember the previous stories, which might have been rumors too. But uh, and stuff Kathleen Kennedy said, I, I didn't get the feel that Patty had left the project. Maybe that's new information just for me. Maybe I didn't pay attention. But um, we have the question of what will it take for the general public to gain confidence in the movie side of Star Wars going forward? Because look, as, as happy as I can be about Star Wars, I understand the perception is not good overall for movies going forward. And where is it? Where's the slate? Where's the announcement? Did Bob Chappick have a slate of Star Wars films set in place before he was ousted? We don't know. Uh, all those kind of things. Uh, Jen, uh, how do you how do you think they can get the confidence uh, going forward? I think is really challenging in this day and age. And it's not Lucasfilm's fault because there are people who make money off of scoops, paparazzi style of reporting. So it's really tough to keep a secret um, nowadays, you know, and there's so much speculation about deals falling apart. So I think at this point, like, let us know when something's in pre-production, right? I don't want to know about it being developed I know that they, they, they feel the need to announce something like a title, I feel like that's just kind of too dicey because things can fall apart like we've been talking about. So let me know when you guys have a plan. 
right? Let me know when there's a couple things already in pre-production, things are already moving, then I'll get excited. I don't want to know about anything that's being developed because then I just get disappointed when yeah. creators drop out or somebody gets fired or whatever, right? So just, yeah. just let us know when you guys got it together. Yeah, which means in order for them, uh, Lucasfilm, to get the confidence of the general public back about the movie side, they might need to destroy the internet, Joseph, where, yeah, right. like Ken said, scoops and uh, gossip and all the stuff leaks on out. And, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy's like, I didn't even say anything. I didn't, no one got fired because I didn't announce it. Uh, so, yeah, that's part of the battle, too. But, Joseph, your thoughts uh, for the film side going forward and how does it all make it, make it work for the fans? Yeah, I mean, I think that there is an embrace, uh, uh, an acceptance that uh, there are some things that Lucasfilm cannot control. That great uh, Star Wars message, like what we're seeing with uh, with Sean Levy, which like, I, yes, absolutely. He, it seems like he's in talks and I hope he makes a great Star Wars movie. But Lucasfilm has not said a word, <laughs> you know, about it. And there are a lot of people think that the oh, Sean Levy movie is happening for sure. And like, nope, the only thing that has been confirmed is he is in talks. So who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I want from Lucasfilm, what they uh, can control is, is uh, just absolute follow through from an announcement of the film to completion of the film with no bumps. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because there just there has been uh, bumps and lots of stories and, and lots of uh, speculation and all that. So I would love that for for Star Wars and for Lucasfilm. Um, yeah. I, I think right now in this kind of era of franchises and DC rebooting their reboot of their reboot and. Marvel kind of chugging, chugging along so successfully that it's almost um, that's almost backfiring. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like their movies are still doing well at the box office, but there has, you know, there's malaise in the conversation about Marvel movies yeah. because it, it, there isn't a lot of drama. <laughs> they just keep coming, <laughs> um, you know, and we're in this kind of different franchise world. So I think, hearing from Lucasfilm in approach is the next movie a slow build of a shared universe is it back to standalone movies that hop around the timeline um right now they're saying no new trilogy uh but is it a new trilogy someday is it are they going to plant a flag and saying we're telling cinema stories in this era you know yeah. um i i think kind of in a, a sense of the direction is great um yeah. and then yeah. per personally for me what I think would what I would be excited by for announcements is uh, I love a ton of the creators who have uh, things in some stage of development. But what the the movie announcement from Lucasfilm that would thrill me is that they are uh, giving films to uh, directors from within the ranks they're building on Disney Plus. Uh, directors that already have a relationship with the galaxy, that have a relationship with Lucasfilm, that have a relationship with the audience. I would be thrilled to hear announcements about films from Rick Famuyiwa, uh, Deborah Chow, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, Steph Green, who directed Chapter mm -hmm. 2 of Book of Boba Fett with that great train chase sequence. I would love to hear announcements about those directors making things. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, keep it in the in the family they're building, so to speak. Yeah, with, uh, with you on that. And yeah, I think I think it uh, what will end up working is when a movie comes out, and then we see it and we feel it. And on the opening night and the pictures and things we're talking about in our own memories, I think a, a lot will be forgotten uh, once it comes out. Will the movie work? Will everyone love it? No, that's impossible. That's impossible. Uh, we're going to have what ifs and should ifs and could ifs to the end of time, which mm -hmm. I get. But uh, I think uh, part of the reason is we just don't have 
the next project. So we have a lot of questions about it. So it's all interesting. It's an interesting time uh, to break apart. Even James Gunn getting out in front. I saw an exchange where the whole thing about someone, some, you know, clickbait and scooper was, uh, I heard James Gunn doesn't like Henry Cavill. And then he says, nope, not true. And then the announcement comes out. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he doesn't like Henry Cavill and that they don't want to work together. But no, no one's ever going to believe James Gunn. Um, no one's, uh, people are struggling to, to, uh, take Patty Jenkins at her word, which is weird. She put the words out there. Let's believe, uh, what she wants to share. So it's a weird time and we'll keep you updated, of course, as best we can without kicking up that dust, as we said. All right. We are done with the news. That's it for our discussion on the news this week, but more on the way before we take a break, we are going to have a four center recommends an audiobook We think you should try out on us. Joseph, what is the new title? We are recommending Star Wars, colon, The High Republic, colon, Path of Deceit by Justin Ireland and Tessa Gratton. Uh, we don't know exactly when we're going to read this one because we haven't discussed that yet, but we <laughs> will be reading and we will be discussing. Uh, four months and counting for Padawan. We'll get there with uh, this one here. It's great. Download your free audiobook today. But go to audibletrial.com slash four center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audiobook. All right, quick break on the way. We've got some Star Wars holiday wishes and a look back in Star Wars history. Stick around for more Four Center. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Force Center. We're having uh, some fun discussing the news, uh, but now we're going to discuss Star Wars holiday wishes. The news is a little slow and a big holiday on our doorstep. Uh, whether you celebrate or not, it's the, the time of the year to think about gifts and wishes. That's the reason for the season, I believe, if, uh, if uh, commercials have taught me anything. So let's have some fun sharing our silly Star Wars holiday wishes Joseph, Jennifer, and I are going to uh, go over some, uh, you know, wants and wishes. And like I said, it might get silly. It's kind of part of the point. All right. So, uh, Joseph and Jennifer, uh, we'll start here. Jen, I'm going to I'm going to ask you here. What what character do you want to show up in an upcoming season of television? 2023 or beyond? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're actually getting a lot of characters that I had hoped that we were going to see, like Sabine, Ahsoka, Ezra. So I'm going to go with Mando season three. Mm. And I'm going to say the most predictable thing ever (laughs) (laughs) because look, the, the Mando versus brought back the huts. I didn't think that was going to be possible. They brought Chrysanthemum, right? They've made my wishes come true. I'm counting on John Favreau to bring an Ewok. And here's why, because (laughs) (laughs) we have Pikba, the Mm. Ewok hacker from last shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think she's dead. I don't, I don't remember. Mm. It's been a while since I've read no. the book. She's so. not dead. She would be the perfect addition to help Mando, right? With her mm. hacking skills. And I think it would also rehabilitate the Ewok's cute teddy bear yeah. image. <laughs> so I'd be a, a twofer. And I, I think that it could, I think that it could be something great, not just for me, but just for mm-hmm. Star Wars fans in general. That's a great point. We we got the wonderful work they've done with the Tuscans to kind of make us look at them uh, again for the first time, so to speak, and, and add a lot to mm-hmm. them and their culture and the context and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's a different kind of thing with the Ewoks, but yeah, it's 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 maybe time. We keep talking about it, an Ewok holiday special for the new t- new era. But yeah, uh, Pikpa or so, <laughs> a, a, a gritty, a, a dark and gritty Ewok in Mando would work. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I love this idea. There's just so many images that pop into my head. It seems like Pelly's the, always the one who introduces Din to uh, different people. <laughs> so I love the idea of uh, he comes back to Tatooine to get uh, the N1 tuned up and like, I got a new pal for you. It's Peek Butt. <laughs> and, yeah. and Din's like, is this a Jedi? No, it's an Ewok. Learn oh things. Gosh. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Pelly always kind of has some, 
you know, exposition and all of her bits of dialogue, right? Like, <laughs> yes. Matt, here's where you're like, these are the Ewoks. A lot of people overlooked them and they thought they were too cute, but they helped take down the Empire. Like, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Great. And I love that idea of, of Jen, what you're saying of, uh, you know, combating the, the cuddly stereotype of Din really learning respect for the hyper violent potential of an Ewok. Yeah. Oh. Look at Chris Anton. I mean, right? We finally saw the Wookiees. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen, of course, their yeah. ferocity, but even more so with Chris Anton. Mm-hmm. Be, I mean, you think Din, Din would have some respect, like game recognizes game type of thing with Ewok. <laughs> yes. Ewok. That's great. Make That's it happen. Uh, my answer is kind of boring, so I'm going to go first. And Joseph, I'm putting a lot of pressure on you to end this first round of questioning here. But uh, um, uh, my honorables, I have some honorable mentions that, uh, that we always want to mention. Dr. Aphra, Ray Sloan. I'm going to carry that flag uh, as long Ooh. as I can until those characters show up, especially Ray Sloan. And yes, I know that Lego set we talked about on the live show Friday. That's exciting. Could it be a prediction or just a cool toy? But the, I, I will admit there there was something that popped up. I, I rumor, I, it was not, by the way, no, to my knowledge, not a scoop, not a set leak, none of that stuff. It was just a theory out there. And I, and I saw it this past week and I can't take my mind off of it. And that is the Jude Law in Skeleton Crew is Lor Santeca. And what? I have been, I, by the way, if that ends up being true, I, I'm telling you all right now, I have, no, I have nothing. I just, I just saw this out there oh. in the ether. And I was like, oh my God, I think I really love that. Uh, I think I really, and I think someone compared the design, the the kerchief around his neck or whatever, what have you. I just, I don't know. The, the timeline would kind of, you know, match up, uh, you know, and, hey, people age in Star Wars pretty fast as we've learned on Tatooine. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about it. I'm fascinated with Lor Santeca. I love that character, especially when we all thought Max von Sydow was playing uh, older Boba Fett, which was just wrong a minute. Um, but it just, I, there's something about the character and the Santecas showing up in the High Republic, just the family and their history there, the galaxy. I, you know, I, I most likely it's going to be a new character, but I don't know. I just couldn't escape um, that thought. And, and, and perhaps was the reason anyone wanted to ask the question. I just want to talk about this idea of like Lor Santeca, younger version uh, around the time where he and Luke might have been traveling around, around the time that he and Luke uh, were, were, were looking for other things, uh, getting uh, caught up in adventure, I could be on board with. So that's my answer. Mm, that's uh, that, good. Yeah, that's really good. That just feels right in the force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when we were joking about uh, Timothy Oliphant, Mm-hmm. When he was announced in the cast, but we didn't know what role he was playing, you you said Cobb Vanth, and we were like, kind of played it off as a joke. But I was like, no, I think <laughs> I don't think that's a joke. Yeah. And they went for it, and it was great. Um, yeah. yeah, I think what's I mean, I would love to see more uh, Laura Santeca, and mm. I think the age matches up okay. And and even if it doesn't, we know people age very differently. <laughs> Obi Wan had a much rougher life than Bo Katan, apparently, based on <laughs> yeah. how they yeah. aged or uh, skin care regimen, something. Hey. Because uh, characters age differently, and that's just mm. the way it is in Star Wars. So I don't care about yeah. that. It just it, Skeleton Crew does seem to be kind of under the general umbrella of the Mandoverse. Mm. And I, I don't want to phrase this as Favreau and Filoni are like fixing the sequel trilogy in any in any way. But mm. it seems like just like uh, Lucas himself did with, say, the Clone Wars, adding more context. Uh, to yeah. the big screen adventures. And I mm. feel like the Mandoverse has been interested while following the journey of Din and Grogu in giving a little bit more context to uh, Imperial Remnants, the First Order, to the development of Snoke. Um, yeah. If Ahsoka under the uh, umbrella of Mandoverse is, is going to go into the unknown regions, big if, it, it kind of tracks that that a character like Lor Santeca, who is central to the 
to the ideas of the sequels mm. would be developed under the Mandovers umbrella. Mm. It's possible. Like I said, if it, if it ends up to be true, this is, I, I literally just taken a wild stab, much like the Cobb Van thing. No, nothing on that, but I, I just, yeah, I'm with you on that there. Central to the idea. Um, all right. All right. But Joseph, a lot of pressure on you. What's your answer? Well, my answer is uh, maybe there's a slim possibility in Ahsoka, but I really want to see the return of everyone's favorite half ox, half made of rocks, turns into a storm when agitated, <gasps> the Bendu. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting to revisit uh, the Bendu in the Rebels uh, because I just wanted to spend a little bit more time with the character to sort of track the philosophy of the character when I'm not, you know, waiting week to week to watch it with commercials like I did the mm -hmm. first time, but to, you know, uh, just slam through it ridiculously fast <laughs> on streaming. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the fact the Bendu is, is played uh, by the amazing Tom Baker, uh, who is very uh very up there in in years now but is still pumping out uh fourth doctor adventures for the mm. doctor who audio range big finish um so uh, he, he's just a phone call away saying <laughs> tom baker do you want to say jedi again in your dip deep rich voice um i would love to see uh the bendu pop up anywhere live action would be amazing yeah yeah that, that, they could pull that off they could absolutely pull that off Everyone, yeah, Jennifer, were you a Bendu fan? I, I am. I was. I just, I loved the character. Fascinating, and I, I. That's the kind of weird, the kind of weird thing that I think would do really well in the Mandoverse, right? And really well in live action. That's that's like what I expect. Is I expect these kind of. Uh, there's something vintage about that character, right? Like it's mm. almost like a Muppet Fraggle, like I could see it in the live action form. <laughs> Although I'm sure that they would do a nice job with the CGI as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's like a little bit of a Tom Bombadil from uh, Lord of the Rings vibe of this this powerful mm. creature who could intervene, but is too busy just saying weird things. <laughs> yes, yes. That ring doesn't, I don't need that ring. Um <laughs> That's amazing. That's a that's a great cross reference there. Love that. Those are great answers. We're just getting started. Our holiday wishes. So uh, you know, without a doubt, Disney Plus has changed the game. Whether they've lost a lot of money or have the subscribers, all those things, we can talk about the business later. I love having Disney Plus around. I love just being able to go in and pull up Star Wars when I want Star Wars and not just the movies, but other things. Uh, you know, flyovers is that a tauntaun down there? It is. That makes me happy. <laughs> so. What uh, Disney Plus only Star Wars project or video or short or anything would you hope to unwrap in 2023? Uh, Joseph, we'll start with you. Yeah, I don't know if it could happen in 2023, but you know what? We're wishing, right? Yes. Um, I think for for shows, I'm always happy happy to see brand new ones, but I think one of the threads that has been created in the Disney Plus shows that I would be most interested in pulling on that thread is a show called The Path, uh, and it is uh, starring Reva and her journey forward. Um, I really enjoyed the character of Reva. I really liked that this was a character who, who you know, was right at the precipice. Uh, obviously, the character did lots of uh, awful things, uh, mm. like Darksiders often do for an understandable reason, but then the choices made by that understandable reason uh, are awful, uh, but took that step back, right? 
And uh, we've got a, a question on uh, this week's uh, Cues of the Force show. Um, but I think it's a, a, a topic that comes up a, a lot in Star Wars of, well, what does redemption mean? Does this, you know, one act of uh, Anakin or Ben at the end of their life, what does that mean? Um, so to have a character like Reva who can say, I've got a long life ahead of me. I want to make a difference now. And at the same time, that show introduced the idea of the path uh, that is, you know, helping force sensitive kids born in that era. There's just so much rich storytelling to have both from what what the path is, uh, what happens to it. And then Reva's journey or, you know, path. Yeah. Love that. That's a great answer. Uh, absolutely love that. Yeah. And we're pitching. Yeah. I said 2023, that counts, but you know, if it bleeds over the next couple of years, cause I got to develop the show, we, we, you got go picture. So I like that. One. <laughs> um, mine is uh, one, you know, I think about it, my own question. I, I, I botched the answer. This could not happen in 2023. We need to hear about it, but here's what I want. Here's what I want. Let's just finally do this. Let's finally get the answer. Let's make it official. If you need to clean it up a bit and there's things you can't get to because of uh, agreements, legal agreements, I get it. But I want the making of the sequels. I want a docu-series. Ooh, I want a doc. Put Kasdan on it. Uh, Lawrence, I don't care. Light <laughs> Magic was great. Uh, d- do we get the entire story of J.J. saving Harrison's life uh, on the Falcon set? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know there's a lot around, you know, um, J.W. Uh, uh, Rensler said before he passed away, said, you know, I, there was going to be a book uh, that they pulled back. And I understand uh, that can uh, help foster some cynicism towards the making of these movies and blah, 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 blah. But that's why I'm saying give us the new empire of dreams. Give us uh, the empire of redreaming. I don't care. <laughs> I'd love to know that story. And I'd love to have it come from uh, Disney and on Disney Plus so I can sit down and we can watch one, two, three or more episodes about this story because it's fascinating. And this is Star Wars for another generation. I love it. I want to hear the details, but I want uh, someone who was 10 when Force Awakens to uh, came out to, to get the chance to get all those stories behind the magic, just like we did when from Star Wars to Jedi came out and I had it on VHS and it just took me deeper into the world and the lore and the Phil Tippett's and the Joe Johnson's, all those names we know um, and knew growing up. I want the, the Neil Scanlon's and, uh, you know, uh, Michael Kaplan, all those names that we, we know now. Uh, but I want to, I want, I want the next generation to get the chance to experience the behind the scenes story. So that's my pitch, the making of the sequels. Wow. I've just feel like I've watched your unboxing video and now I want what you just unboxed. Uh, <laughs> Cause I was quite content. I'm like, you know, Star Wars is presence is, is, is the present, right? I, mm. I'm happy with everything that we're getting next year. But now that you said that, oh my, we need that. I was reading about Jake Lunt Davies, who was talking about how he and Ryan Johnson, you know, came up with the Porgs and the concept design behind that. And I was like, I don't think a lot of people know. Oh, no, I'm sure a lot of people know. A lot of Star Wars fans know a lot about Star Wars. But I would love for more people to learn about these these incredible creatives behind the scenes like you're talking about with Phil Tippett. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that would just be amazing. And I think what what it would be really great if you like with light and magic, what was so great about it was that it was, it told a story. It did not shy away from the drama, from the heartbreak, from the things, the confrontation and the tough things that people normally don't talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they, they don't want to talk about some of the things with the Disney gallery and those series are beautiful. They're very heartwarming, but they don't always show the, I don't want to say the ugly side, but the challenging side of making a movie. It Mm -hmm. is drama. 
And I want to see it. I want to see these creatives struggling um, mm. and making those tough decisions. Yeah. I don't know if, if it's possible. I don't know if there was. I mean, there had to have been a crew on set, right? For each of those productions. There well, had to have yeah, been. And, and to clarify, like we, we have the director and the Jedi. We have the one right, that right. made over the time. And, and those those are spectacular. And I love them. I've mm-hmm. watched them several times. I think there's a little bit of, uh, and this is why I joke, 2023 wouldn't be the time, but the perspective, right? Yes. The old uh, ask, ask me again in 10 years type of thing uh, that I think a, like make Empire Dreams does have. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is in the other ducks, but like the direction of the Jedi is like, the drama is what you're talking about, Jim, but it's like in the moment. It's so, in the moment, right, exactly, me, the retrospective. Yeah, give me Mark Hamill five years after the fact, give me Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. five years after, and not the sound bites, not the Instagram posts or anything that we're seeing. Just, mm-hmm. you know, to roll up the sleeves a little bit is kind of what I'm asking. So, yeah, that, that's that's my thought there. Exactly. I love this totally idea. Mm-hmm. A huge amount of the magic of, of Light and Magic is for, for people who are kind of already invested in that world, they know the old fights. So yeah. it's great to see that fresh perspective on them with the distance of time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that the entire trilogy is complete, you know, yeah. um, and people grow up with it, man, I would absolutely love that. Mm. So good. We'll see. One day, one day, at least a good book. We always uh, joke our old pal Chris Taylor. That's right there. This follow up to his first <laughs> book on some of the story there. Uh, Jen, uh, did you pitch one? Sorry. No, I think I cut you off. No, no, no. I, I, I took yours because I, I had nothing. You know, it's like when my dad asked me, what do you want for Christmas this year? I'm like, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm good. Same thing with Star Wars. I don't know. You guys are giving me so much next year, Star Wars. I just, you know, so much is happening. I couldn't ask for anything more except now. I want the Empire Dreams for the the sequel trilogy. That's what I want. That works. Well, hopefully I have the answer for this one here. That was an answer, but I want one direct, Jen, from me. What Star Wars toy from the past, the past, do you wish you could reopen now? Let me tell you. It's not that long ago. Four years ago, I was gifted the Lego First Order Heavy Assault Walker, Gorilla Walker. I put it together. And last year, I think it was, or two years ago, it uh, got knocked over by my toddler and it just fell apart, completely Mm. fell apart. And (laughs) I have yet to put it back together because it's so daunting. Mm -hmm. And if I could go back now and open it, I would super glue it so that did not happen again, as you can hear by my toddler. She's a wild child. She's showing up to uh, showed up to confirm your story. Oh, exactly. can, uh, based on the whole first order with nothing but a laser sword. Oh, my uh, giant yeah. three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a close to Mark Hamill's actual idea for the battle in crate. Um, uh, Joseph, look into the past. What uh, toy do you want to open again or uh, open for the first time? Yeah, no, I, I really took the spirit of your question of uh, reopening for the first time. So re-experiencing something. And the thing that popped in my head was um, when the power of the force Two line came out, um, it, it was initially, at least where I was in, in Minneapolis, really hard to find them on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that the figures had been, uh, released and I kept checking target and there was just an empty space where they'd all been grabbed up. Um, and my, my brother's girlfriend at the time for Christmas ha- had found and, uh, gifted me buff Darth Vader. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it was, uh, it was just, I know I've talked about the power of the force two line. 
of that idea of like, I didn't think this could ever happen. Like uh, mm-hmm. years before, it's like, why don't they just mm-hmm. release action figures again? Why don't they just do that? And then mm-hmm. they did. And for me, this was the beginning of the adventure. I opened Buff Darth Vader and put him up in my room and and stared at him with uh, with hope for the beginning of the Star Wars adventure returning. Mm. Well, that's a great answer there. For me, I'm just trying to correct the mistakes of my youth here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to... Um, I want to open for the first time, not reopen, uh, the Millennium Falcon. Oh. Look, everyone's heard the Y-Wing story. I now have in the box a vintage Y-Wing that I can't open because I don't have the room. Um, so that said, no one out there be be cheeky and say, well, we're going to send Ken the Millennium Falcon. I, I, I don't want it. But <laughs> theoretically, in my mind, I would love to get the Millennium Falcon because I never had one. I've never had one. Never had one. I'm a Han guy. Love Chewy. I've never had the Falcon. You know, the one with the handle, right? They didn't have a handle on the bottoms. You could fly around the backyard. Uh, that was one of the big gets in my neighborhood, and I didn't get it. So I was thinking, if I was to go back to the past, what would what would I truly want? I would go big. I'd go with the Millennium Falcon. And I got the I got the vintage Han now. I can, I can sit him in there. I'm sure he doesn't fit well with his legs uh, not bending much, um, but I would have fun. And, and, and with uh, my backyard, I do have some room. You would see a, a adult male or a cadult, I think it's what I saw. I read an article um, <laughs> today calling us. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd take it for a spin in the backyard. Sounds oh, like That would be great. <laughs> so I would love to see that and, and capture video of that. <laughs> exactly. I, I, there's a... We'd have a ring in our backyard. I would share the footage with the world. Uh, I want to like hide in a bush like I'm getting a secret footage of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Set leaks. Yeah, Star Wars kid for a new generation. And uh, like proud of it. 2 a.m. and Ken Napsack wanders out into his backyard in a, in a robe with messy hair. Like, what's he doing? What's he doing out there? And then. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> love that. would love that. Uh, but look into the future. Uh, this is Holiday Wishes. What Star Wars toy or merch, not yet made, do you want, Joseph? This is our chance to dream it up. Yeah, there's so many, like, lots of great uh, figures from that are still to be made from, you know, The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi from Andor, certainly. But here's where I'm going. It's been three years since the release of Rise of Skywalker, and I know there's uh, still controversy and strong opinions, and that's all fine. It's Star Wars. It happens. But we need more solid three and three-quarter figures from Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, we don't have Poe. We don't have Finn. We don't have Cracked Helmet Kylo, a Battle Damaged Ray, Claw Arm Palpatine, Restored Emperor Palpatine, uh, Leia in her awesome dark gown, lightsaber training, Luke and Leia, Force Spirit, Skywalker Twins, Clawed, Sith Royal Guards, every single Knight of Ren. We don't have any of those in traditional three and three quarter. We only have a handful of them in Black Series. So it needs to be corrected. That's absolutely true. God, that that's a that's a powerful list. That's a, <laughs> right. That's a sad list. It's bittersweet to hear all those. It's wow. I love that. Ca- oh, you're right. Yeah, it's just oh, it's the, the it's the the kind of figures that that usually get made. I understand there's some figures that are you know harder to move and all that, and the expenses of making new figures and all that. But it's just it is really surprising to me with the entire legacy of Star Wars that some of these like kind of. To me, they would sell action figures like, you know, lightsaber training Luke and Leia uh, mm-hmm. not being made. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and that article, I, I just this morning, as I woke up, read an article about the, the toy industry saying that most of the people buying toys are adults. And that's this term. I think it was like, again, kid ult or something like that. Uh, you know, slightly insulting. But uh, I read the article and it's like, yeah, it's all true. So make them. We'll buy them. I'll buy yeah. a clod, three and three quarters. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this kid ult wants. <laughs> kid ult. Yeah, there you go. Uh, mine's kind of simple here. Uh, I've just been on this uh, Dexter Jetster kit for a while now. I, <laughs> I I stand Dex, but I was thinking, say, what what do I actually want? Um, uh, and I would like, like, if I'm going, it's it's a case of I'm going to go big or go home with Dexter and Obi Wan. I want a one six scale display of them sitting down talking about the Camino Saber Dart and just old times. I want that mm. scene. One six get so this is we're talking ten to twelve inches in height, like a big base. Like I have to, I have to probably clear a TV off to display this thing. But when people come in my house, I want them to know how much I love Dexter, Jetster, and Obi Wan Kenobi hanging out with his pal Dex. I love that. I was just looking at some of those really uh, amazing complex sideshow collectibles where they come with like eight different hands. So the yeah. amount of hands that Dexter Jetster would get to come with, you know, and probably a, a whole different lower, uh, you know, body for one with the pants are up and one with the pants are sagging. Like, look, you need it all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got one holding the Camino Saber dart, one holding a cup of Jabba juice or something. That's Kenobi too. Oh, this could be a lot. This could be a lot. So yeah, price to go probably about $500, but uh, I'll pay <laughs> pay for decks. Uh, Jen, uh, what, what toy or merch do you want? I got, I got a lot. No, I only have two that I would really like. So the Galactic Pal line has been a favorite of uh, mine and my, my kids. I, when I was under the impression that they were going to release a lot more so far, mm-hmm. I think that they only have like four or five. I really want a, a Tauntaun Galactic pal because i think it'd be so cute to have that face which is really nicely detailed with a soft squishy body um you know put a little hoth diorama that you can set up get a a little fuzzy holiday themed sweater from build-a-bear that you stick on the tauntaun take it around for fun adventures um and the second thing which I really would love is for Lucasfilm to do a collaboration with American Girl doll. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, they could have a Leia doll. It Mm. would be amazing. They could charge so much money. You buy the different outfits. You could have, you know, the, the, because a lot of times American Girl dolls come with pets. You'd Mm -hmm. have all sorts of different pets. You could have Mm -hmm. a little, they have like these cool diners. They have all these, they have an airplane American Girl doll. You could, the possibilities are endless in terms of what Leia could come with and accessories that you could buy. That would be amazing. Look, I, I, you know, I used to be the security director over the farmer's market. So I, I, I would see that American girl store on the corner um, yes. drive every day. And I, t- I'd walk in there a lot. Um, it's, 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 it's if, no, if no one knows what the American girl stores are, you got the, the, the infirmary ER for your dolls. You got the, 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 the place to eat. You got the, you, you the barber, the salons for your dolls. I would get the little Leia one and, and book a lunch and they'd be, sir, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm changing things together. All right. With this kid. <laughs> you gotta let you gotta let me in. Uh that would be great. That'd be that'd be wonderful. Yeah, and they tie in with books too. So then you could have a little kids book. I mean, uh, come on, let's let's make it happen. Uh who, who do we gotta talk to? Uh, uh, Jennifer wins with the realism of something that could actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> All the kid in line at American girl stores. Uh be something. 
All right. Final, final holiday wish for the day. Uh, we all three have uh, got to experience Galaxy's Edge. We're fortunate uh, to have uh, done that. Um, but what character would you love to interact with at Galaxy's Edge? But two, that is not currently there. Jen? Uh, you know, again, Star Wars is the, it just brought me all these gifts. They have Fennec Shand right now. They have Mando, Grogu walking around, which is pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, good call on that. I would love to see more aliens. I would love to see a caretaker walking around. Uh, oh. Having that type of an alien, right? Mm. Having having more aliens, period, walking around would make it feel more immersive. It would also provide for a lot more photo opportunities. Um it would be magical. It'd be like what the princesses are in fantasy land. Give, give that to a bunch of aliens walking around and make it feel like you're in that world. So fun. That's amazing. I like that idea. That's a big win. Joseph, what do you get? Yeah. Well, I wanted to say Claude, uh, is what I might <laughs> yes. wanted my answer to be. Um, but I think Claude would have to be animatronic, mm-hmm. uh, because I know when performers are in those kind of big mascot like suits, it, it is a true risk to their lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People post the videos of like, you know, gritty or whoever, you know, being attacked and, and they're funny, but, uh, my girlfriend, uh, for a while, uh, before I was with my wonderful wife, Sarah, uh, did a lot of costume characters and it was like such serious business that you had to walk around with, with caretakers, not the caretakers from star Wars, but like caretakers mm-hmm. to be like, we gotta, we gotta make sure nobody attacks Snoopy for fun. Right. Um, right. so I think Claude would be a real nightmare costume with no limbs to protect you. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> You're just, uh, basically just this giant, uh, alien punching bag that would need to be protected at all times. Yeah, I mean, like, cause I, you'd have to keep me away. Cause I go poke. I just like put my feet like, how do you feel gelatinous? Like, what do you feel like Claude? Right. Right. You need, you need it to be like a lineup for hugs and with like yes. several caretakers uh, around to protect Claude. Um, mm. so the, the more traditional just person in a suit, I agree with Jennifer aliens. I want, uh, the Kubas from a new hope. I want Garen mm. Dan to be lurking around in squawking into a comm link and everybody can play the game as Garen Dan spying on me. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Interactive. That's a great answer. You both are winning here. I, I got some quick runner ups. Infus Nest would be fun. And just mm. to see the great design and costume. Oh, yeah. Um, Boss Nass, because we saw some great cosplay at Celebration Anaheim with Jar Jar and Boss Nass. I took a took a photo of them. Uh, speaking of my Instagram reel, and it like you could have fooled me for a second if I was drunk enough on on uh, you know space juice there at the, the cantina. I would love just talking with Boss Nass, but you'd you'd have to find the way to get the jowls going though. That'd be maybe <laughs> but my my actual answer here is uh, kind of takes us home to where where we started. Actually, takes us full circle with Jen's first answer. I want Wicket. All right. You ah. find a, a wonderful performer to get in that outfit there. And you talk about, like you said, Joseph, like playing around with uh, Garadan. Like, is he spying, you know, open up the app um, and find out. Imagine running into Wicket and there's first order troopers around. And like, he's doing, you got, he leads you around to safety. Kind of like he was doing with Leia. And, and you know, you have a conversation with Wicket, kind of a yub, dub, dub, and you, you get to slink around Batu, led by Wicket. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come on. That's what I want. That's what I want. How do they I not have that? that? Like, that's so 
good. It's so magical. It's It's magical memories. It's the Ewok erasure. We've got to correct it. We're going to correct this. (laughs) Wow. Uh, The Ewok idea is great. I also really like the idea of, you know, them promoting Galaxy's Edge by you can actually feel the spittle of Boss Nass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come on by. Come on by. All right. Well, there you have it. Our Star Wars Holiday wishes for 2023 and beyond. What are yours? Let us know, whether it's in our Discord or on Twitter. Uh, just tag uh, Force Center and let us know what your holiday wishes are. Right, we're going to close the show here real quick with this week in Star Wars history, looking ahead to Star Wars Pass. I got to tell you, last week there was a lot to choose from, a lot of anniversaries and the releases. It's it's a holiday week, so the, the days in history are a little less spectacular, but there's some great stuff. On December 20th, 1998, gosh, I remember this as if it's yesterday, Mark Hamill appeared on The Simpsons as both himself and Luke Skywalker. Also, December 19th, 1977, another era indeed, Mark Hamill appeared on the Bob Hope Christmas special, which included a sketch parodying Star Wars, which had figured, uh, featured excuse me, uh, Olivia Newton-John in it. A poor, uh, appearances and promotional uh, pop-ins remain a key part of modern day media. Think of uh, some of the stuff, uh, Fallon or Colbert and Mark Hamill shows up, all those kind of things. That still works. But there was something special about seeing Star Wars out in the wild prior to the explosion of social media, at least I think. So what are some of our favorite moments of Star Wars itself or the characters, the actors showing up outside the galaxy far, far away, Jen? Ooh. Well, there's so many to choose from. The Donnie and Marie variety show in September of 1977. Chris Christofferson played Han Solo. Uh, Donnie was Luke. Marie was Leia. Uh, Chewie, R2, and 3PO made an appearance. And it's just wild. You know, there's dancing stormtroopers. It is so kitschy. I think even more kitschy than the Star Wars holiday special, which is really tough to beat. Um, the seventies had so many, right? There was also the dancing three th- uh, POs and dueling the dancing Vaders, which was in a nineteen seventies French variety talk show. Um, so much. I think I actually explored some of these in a Happy Beeps episode. I think it was like the weir- the wi- weird side of Star Wars. Anyways, those are my picks. Mm. I just I love that crazy era. Ah, crazy area indeed. Yeah, the the variety show era. Kids, look into it. Oh, it's some special. <laughs> uh, my Saturday night spent with the Mandrell sisters. Sisters will never leave. Mandrell sisters. Wow. Uh, I'll toss them out here, Joseph. You can take us home here. Yeah, this era. I, I am obsessed with this era, and I, you know, I, I love you know things like the Muppet Babies, Sesame Street, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. I, I think you all should check out the. Uh, summer of 77 interviews with Mike Douglas and the cast. Uh, we've discussed them before. Actually, you can find them on YouTube, but a friend of mine g- gave me the show in full on like a DVD uh, a couple years ago. And I watched it with the old commercials, everything. And it's spectacular because no one knows what's coming. The movie's out already, but no one knows really what's coming, even after the successful opening day weekend. And then how... Carrie Fisher is is featured as you know the daughter of royalty. She's uh, the she's the lead. Is uh, they didn't know what to do with Harrison and Mark Hamill because they're like, well, we got you know Debbie Reynolds' kid, Nettie Fisher's kid here. We're gonna talk to her, and and as they should, she gives a great interview. But uh, she's kind of not yet the Carrie. She didn't know yet that she could be the Carrie that she was during the interview. So she was playing that, uh, playing nice, fascinating stuff. But on that note, for me, going to the, it's fascinating that The Simpsons won in '98. Obviously, we got the prequels around the corner. Special editions are out, but it was a little bit of a, a weird time where um, 
you know, character would show up uh, or an actor would show up and you'd almost have to remind people, oh, they're from Star Wars. And for me, speaking of Carrie Fisher, when she would show up in like Kevin Smith movies, she showed up as the the, the nun in, in uh, one of the Jane mm. uh, Bob Strike Back. Um, you know, a little raunchy, a little randy scene for the kids there. But uh, I remember it was just like, hey, guys, she was Princess Leia, you remember? And it was like fun kind of, for those who knew, yay. And for the generation just kind of discovering Star Wars, they didn't necessarily know. And I love that particular memory of just, uh, hey, there's Carrie. And uh, and love that she got to go back and experience it uh, towards them. Um, you know, uh, the end there, uh, get to fall, uh, the fans fall in love with her again. But I love that 90s kind of, hey, they're actors. Uh, you got Harrison telling everyone to get off his plane, but you got Mark and Carrie still doing things. And, and when they would show up, it was something special for me. Hmm. Yeah, those are great picks. Well, uh, thank you, sir. Joseph, take us home. What is, What's some of your favorite uh, moments of Star Wars showing up in the wild? Uh, yeah, I was thinking of the Carrie Fisher cameo in Scream 3, uh, which is... It, it, uh, very funny. Scream Three is a little bit of a, a broader horror movie. <laughs> it's comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Fisher does a great job. But the thing that I really thought of is I, I, the one that I experienced first. That it, it wasn't Star Wars. That it was out of context, but also it was Star Wars. And it was this um, this seventies PSA uh, from three PO and R two. Oh. And I realized that I have these foggy memories of it. But when I was thinking about it. It's like I don't actually remember what the the public service announcement was. Mm. Uh, so I Googled it this morning. It's a minute long. It's 3PO and R2 in like the Death Star control room or kind of a version of it. So the whole thing just has that utterly fantastic uh, space fantasy aesthetic of Star Wars. And mm. I, I know I go on about it. We all do. But like just uh, you didn't physically literally see things like that on the screen, especially mm. on the small Right. If you had a superhero, it was like one person is in a costume and everybody else is wearing, you know, just nothing but gray. <laughs> and you're not in plunged into this entire fantastic world the way that Star Wars did. So to just see that on your television screen, you're just you're, you're watching, you know, this some detective show that your parents want you want to watch. And then there's just a bunch of boring commercials for large cars. And then suddenly out of nowhere, there's this explosion. Of Star Wars, the three PO and R two, and I remember just like kind of watching shows, just hoping three PO and R two would show up. Um, but I, I remember I looked it up, and uh, they are uh, trying to encourage parents to get their children immunized. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, and three PO is like R two, you're lucky you don't get whooping cough, uh, measles, or polio, uh, and you don't need an immunization, but children do, and a lot of them don't have them. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Well, we need them again. We need them again. <laughs> I, I, I love uh, I love this idea of, uh, you know, little Joseph sitting there in the winters just going, are, 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 are 3PO going to show up and like BJ and the bear or fall guy <laughs> later? Like they got to be, they got to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Please. I need a robot and fall guy. Come on world. <laughs> I need a robot and fall guy. Uh, well, there you go. This week in Star Wars history, we are out of here today. Let us tell you where you can find us. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Hive, Hive Social, back up and running. 
uh, on Force Center. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Instagram and, of course, YouTube. If you want to give us that subscription to help us reach our goal of 7,000, we would appreciate it. We're available on a lot of different spots, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Just search. You'll find us merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can follow me at CatNapsock. Go to my website, CatNapsock.com for more. Jen, where can they find you and your content? You can find me on Post, Mastodon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> at Jennifer Landa, Tumblr, at Jennifer Landa. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, at Jennifer Landa 1138. And be sure to check out my StarWars.com article on the legendary Pat McGrath. You can just search Pat McGrath or Jennifer Landa on StarWars.com. Love that. I think I have a live journal that's just fantasy baseball out there, too. I'll have to, I'll have to dig that one up there. Uh, Joseph, where can they find you? It, Jennifer is making it clear that it is now quicker to just say where I'm not. Uh, right. You can't find me on post, but everywhere else you can find me is at Joseph Scrimshaw. I just haven't signed up for post yet, uh, yeah. but I'm, I'm having fun on Hive. I'm having fun on Mastodon, so you can follow me there. Instagram in particular, it seems like a lot of people are trying to uh, refocus to Instagram. So I would love to find some more followers uh, uh, on Instagram more friends on instagram so if you want to follow one in particular i'm at joseph scrimshaw on instagram you can also of course uh, check out my youtube page that is also searchable just look for joseph scrimshaw on youtube that's right maybe joseph will post his own set leaks of his own project there coming soon, <laughs> coming soon. Um, all right that is it for this week start of a, a big holiday week around here uh, we appreciate you all listening and get back to your families all right we'll see you next time here on force Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.